Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Hi, welcome to Game of Thrones Weekly. I'm Dave Child. I'm here with Nate Miller. We're going to be talking about monsters because it's October and I want a spooky episode. So let's talk about Game of Thrones monsters. Welcome. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted to take a break away from the Game of Thrones theme. Little Monster Mash. Yeah. Nate, how are you it's doing? It's a classic. I'm doing good, man. It's good to see you. It's good to how see you. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing the Monster Mash. You are doing the Monster Mash. It was a graveyard smash. You don't say. Cut on with a flash. Yeah, did, did it? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. We can bring this down. Yeah. Now it's getting super distracting. Yeah, we did it. By the way, look up him performing this on um, on American Bandstand because it's just him and his face and doing weird faces the entire time. It's beautiful. Really? To watch. I've never it's seen that. Watch. Anyways, I'm Dave Child. You can find me at Mr. Dave Child. I'm here with my uh, guest co-host Nate Miller. What's going on, guys? Nate Miller here. You can find me on all social media at Dog Like Nate. Yeah, he was so great talking with me for like an hour about swords. That was so fun. So I'm like, why not I just bring it back to talk about monsters? Let's do it, man. And I know, listen, I know Kristen had an episode where she got to talk about all the spooky doings that happen on Game of Thrones. This is different. But this is different. It's completely different. This is diving into the monsters of Game of Thrones, who they are, what they do, what, what you know, where they come from, maybe. Background stories. So I'm excited about that. But before we go to the monsters... I want to start off with a little bit of Game of Thrones news. So first, first bit of intro is I guess our Sansa is getting married in real life, which to Joe Jonas. So that's happening. That just was announced today. I don't know. Are you a big Jonas Brothers fan? Um, no, no. I can't. I can't say Not that I am. I mean, no. I just hope the wedding goes well. Me too. You know, it's a bad weddings and Game of Thrones. What I'm going to say is, it's nice um, to see that she's marrying someone who's not on the show. Yes. Yeah. Although it will be weird because we often get, because we have Jon Snow marrying uh, Ygritte, mm-hmm. and I know I'm not saying the actor's actual names, but Kit Harrington uh-huh. and I don't. I'm blanking nope. on Ygritte's name. I'm not okay. even going to try. So, uh, but they're getting married, but that's like a classic love story. But with Sansa, and she doesn't really have like love story characters that would be feel very comfortable marrying. It's not like, oh, it turns out she really did love Joffrey, and they're getting married. Or the guy who plays Peter Baelish. <sighs> that would be terrible. <laughs> Real quick, oh. if I could just point the audience to the screen, they actually revealed, uh, uh, jo- Kevin Jonas revealed it through Instagram, and here's a picture of wow. that. Wow. That's a very, thank, thank you, Anthony, in the booth, no helping us out. 
That's actually a very Game of Thronesy type picture. He's trying to he's trying to get on the show. Oh, he's on the he's show. He's like, there's one season left. He's on the show. He's he's there. It's oh, Joe Jonas new, uh, is trying to. Yeah. Get it's the new uh, Game of Thrones filter on Instagram. Oh, is oh. it? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it looks very Game of Thrones, though. It looks yes. very yeah. Game of Thrones. Under, underlit shades of blue. <laughs> yeah, underlit shades of blue. <laughs> That's the tone for the wedding. Underlit shades of blue. I mean, if the we- if they do the wedding in some snowy place with a bunch of furs on, I would. No, I'd man. Be super down. For That'll that. be too much like her actual marriage <laughs> job. I know. To that Ramsey. Be, yeah. yeah. It'll be like it'll be. That'll be I mean, so she'll think about. She'll be thinking about the check she got for shooting. She should go to a beach. She should go to like the exact <laughs> the polar opposite. opposite. Yeah, nowhere right. near Game of Thrones. Let's do a vote. Hashtag uh, snow winter winter wedding winter wedding hashtag beach wedding. Yeah, you know she could do the Dothraki thing. They ride out on horses. Yeah, do, do, do the Dothraki. Yeah, it's very different from. She her. hasn't experienced it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We also have another uh, bit of Game of Thrones news, and this one's a weird one. This one came out yesterday, it looks like, or on the 13th, Friday the 13th. Yeah. It's Associated Press, so it looks legit. This is a real thing. But uh, Nicole, no, does that how you say his name? Coster Waldo. I only know people by their character's name. Jamie Lannister has come out to say that this next, they're so worried about this next season of of uh, leaking and pirating that they're actually not going to get the scripts, that they're actually going to be told the dialogue as they have to say it into earpieces. That just, I can't believe that's true. I just can't. I know it's Associated Press and it's straight out of the mouth of a Lannister, but I just feel like he's he's trolling us. That's what I feel I mean, like. Fr- like I said to you earlier, from a practical standpoint, the way I see it working is them waiting up until the day of shooting yeah. and like either in a rehearsal space or even in the place w- when they do their blocking rehearsal. Yeah. That's the first time they're hearing their lines and they practice their line. They pra- they do it one, two, three, four times and then they go shoot it. And then that way they can get it done without them having to have the scripts to be leaked. That's true, but it's weird that they that there's no I think they're. I mean, by... I guess th- if you think about how much more this is going to cost them to get things done, somewhere some accountant did the math versus like how much money they lose when those type of things leak, and they thought that this was. I'm also more wondering valuable. how is this getting past the egos of the actors? Just because if you're like this far into a season, but you're going to want to see the scripts beforehand to. To get ready with the scripts in order to perform accurately. I don't know with a show like this if the actors have that much power. I guess, but I feel like at least Dinklage is getting that script beforehand. I feel like there's at least a, a few of the actors know what's Well, like coming. I said, too, you know, Conspiracy Nate thinks that there is scripts and that this is part of the HBO misdirect right. so that the hackers don't look for the scripts. They're like, oh, well, there's no, we shouldn't bother hacking them because there's I no scripts not? to be there. Oh, well. Stupid hackers. Well, right? Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha HBO, actors. we know computers. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's also. Also, the scripts still exist. The, this just, like, diminishes the scripts a little bit. But I guess it's a huge cast. Well, yeah, I mean, if you break it down so that only the production has what they need to make things, and yeah. you know, and the, all the dialogues cut out. What if they say, you know what? Because of the script leaks, we're just going to have it be improv. Just the whole thing. We're just going to do curb your enthusiasm. There's only going to be an outline, and the rest of it's just going to make it up as we go along. Perfect, perfect new Game of Thrones season. 
It'd be, it'd be like the last <laughs> season of Scrubs. It'll be like they'll like throw. Like it didn't happen. It'll be like in the office when Michael Scott always pulls out a gun. When they're doing improv, they're always going to throw to a dragon. Or it's just going to take them forever, and they're going to delay it like two years. It's going to be like they're 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 going to wait for. Well, they're shooting GR. now. They're going to wait. For, I mean, so <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take them a while, but they're shooting yeah, now. I mean, it's going to take them a while. Plus post because this is the most these last two seasons and especially this last one is it's i mean hands down it's going to be the most post intensive between the all the dragons all the the whites walkers and all that stuff all the war and combat that we're gonna we're bound to see lots of big sweeping aerial shots because you were going to need to see big open spaces so we can understand you know when territory is changing hands and people are moving and things of that nature so i imagine it's going it's going to be a while before we get this i i think it may get delayed especially if they are serious about this that might be true and they also i think i also heard that they're going to do a few different endings to kind of to kind of fight the pirating just to see who knows what type that'll also make it so the the dvd will be more gettable i think that's really why they're doing it because you want to see all the different endings and choose your favorite one. Yeah, and I think also that's how they get away from the fan outrage of like, all right, now we're done. And everyone's like, what do you mean you're done? You know, all the yeah. book people who either are missing certain things, or they don't like how things play out, or, you know, there's just right. a lot of things that come when you end a series, especially a series that is still kind of open-ended with, like, the original one. Yeah. Like, you're, this is all kind of speculation, so well, this kind of also... lets them be like, well, you know, it could be this ending, too. Mm. It could be this one. And there's also going to be the spinoffs and the prequels and all that stuff that's coming down the I pike. I it's just prequels and no spinoffs. I mean, I, I think that's what they mean by the spinoffs. I think it is just going to be prequels, yeah. which actually, in this case, I think would be actually good. Yeah. Because I'd like to get a Dunkin' Egg. I'd like yeah. to get, like, a... Young Griff. Yeah. All yeah. that stuff will be kind of cool. Aegon the Conqueror. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Young Aegon. Okay, so let's get into monsters. Let's, let's We're going to monster it. mash it up. Um, first off, I want to kind of call out the honorary monsters. The people that are... We all know that the worst monsters on the show are the humans. Are Joffrey and Ramsay. I think they're kind of our honorary monsters here and I don't want to spend too much time on them because we know that they're monsters we know what they do we know that Ramsey has a pack of of dogs that he sets out and that's how he got killed we know that Joffrey loves his loves his bow, bow and arrow he loves his crossbow and that's kind of you know and and his purple ending like ending so all of that stuff is kind of known. Those are the X's of Sansa. Let's hope. Let's hope that um, Joe Jonas is a lot better than those two. I I think, he, I I think so. I hope so. I, I hope so. I hope so. I think she would have learned. Yeah, from the show to at spot least. the signs. Yeah. 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 I mean, they definitely embody the psycho killer, psychopath. Uh, yeah, can you get? Can we get up a good picture of Joe Jonas? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. That that's, looks pretty. Yeah, that's probably not the picture to use. That's probably the scariest picture of him <laughs> you could possibly find. When we're saying, is he a serial killer? Uh, All of these not, look scary. Yeah, this is really not. Look at those dead this eyes. Is not, this is not really. Maybe she's. Maybe she's found something that she. 
likes yeah. from maybe she likes monsters no yeah. i doubt i don't think so but i don't think so onto the monster onto the real monsters supernatural monsters onto the uh real monsters uh i want to talk about my i see what you did there yeah yeah thank you i think the most monstery of monsters that uh the show has encountered is the shadow monster that is used to kill renly and uh melisandra the shadow it. baby the shadow baby all the shadow babies um, Shadow Baby is like too cute of a word. I know that's like what all the reviewers and everyone kept I mean, referring to it as, but I think it's just like a a literal like she got pregnant with a baby when when she gave birth the shadow thing came out. So yeah. I mean I think that's it's a not baby. like a, it's not like it's not like a small size shadow that like needs to be cared for and like doesn't know what to yeah, do. It's not a stuff. baby, right? But she in birthed the, a full grown demon. Yeah. You know? I mean, I guess they mature really quickly. They mature really quickly. Yeah. It is funny to look at the stats of the Shadow Monster on uh, on the um, Game of Thrones Wikipedia on Wiki because it says they have a very short lifespan. <laughs> they have a very they age very quickly from a very uh, from a young age to like full adulthood. Does it really say that in seconds? Yeah, it says it. It just it lists all the like. <laughs> Abilities. And actually, I do want to talk about the abilities of each one of these monsters and kind of what the stats, the okay. kind of Dungeons and Dragons stats okay. of each of the monsters. You know what this uh, Shadow Baby reminded me of? Kind of like the Meeseeks in uh, Rick and Morty. Do you think like, that's, yeah, that's yeah, really I'm, dark? I'm gonna, I'm gonna but, create. Yeah. This, I'm gonna do this one task for you. And I'm gonna disappear. <laughs> hey, I'm a Shadow Baby. Hi, look at me. Yeah, perfect. That's that's horrifying. Yeah, that's horrifying. Yeah, because you, you kind of you. Bring out the shadow in order to get one thing accomplished, and then and then the shadow. But done. it's also like blood magic, right? It's blood mean, magic. Yeah. I think it's a it's the abilities of the shadow baby are, are it can it can move through the shadows. Of course, it can kind of go through bars. It can go probably under doors. It kind of moves as smoke through different things, and it can create blades with its own hands because it kills Renly See, I think with it's, its own shadow. I think it's kind of interesting that you classify it as a monster because. Is it not a monster? I mean, and to me... I feel like a lot of this episode is going to be talking about what is a monster and what isn't a monster. Well, no, with this one specifically, I I didn't... When you said, like, oh, you mentioned this as one of the monsters we're going to talk about, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, that's an interesting way to look at it. Because for me, I just thought of it as, like, she's a witch. A spell. Yeah, it's just a spell that she, she used some blood magic, she got royal blood made the baby and like that was all part of a ritual spell or whatever that just that's what the effect of the spell is is it spits yeah. out this shadow thing that goes and kills him because i mean it does it it just, just disappears after true true but in right? in in the kind of fantasy world one big aspect of witches that cast spells mm-hmm. are really summoning demons mm-hmm. which i think are all monsters yeah so I think this is her summoning a monster using right. the Lord of Light right. and using Stannis's royal blood right. to bring it into to bring it this out. kind of realm or something. Yeah. yeah. So and because right. it's because it's separate from her and has its own abilities, I think it's more get, of get a classification of yeah. The I think that's why okay. it's more of the monster I think that's, classification. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because it's something you set upon the world yeah. and then it's kind of off. But um, in in the books, it should be noted that there's actually two shadow babies. That she uses against Stannis, and and it kind of drains Stannis. It's used during the Battle of Blackwater as well. There's mm-hmm. another Shadow Baby's used there, but because it drains Stannis so much, she stops using them. Because you see, there's comments that Stannis looks like he's ten years older after it's used. It's really taking the life force from Stannis mm-hmm. and using that. Okay, so 
By the way, I'm not classifying Melisandre or the warlocks of um, the Undying of the the Tower. Ooh, what's the name of that? House of the Undying. House of the Undying. Because I don't see them as monsters exactly. I see them more as... As practitioners. Yeah, practitioners, witches, and warlocks are on a different kind of plane than monsters. They have to kind of transform in order to become monsters. Do you not agree with that? I put Melisandre in there. Because she's like secretly super old and Yeah, and she directly causes the death of characters. She brings Jon Snow back to life. Yeah, she's actually super old. She has a constant glamour up. Like I no, I don't think all witches are necessarily a monster, but mm-hmm. I think she could fit Hashtag the category witches. between <laughs> Witch Lives Matter. Yeah. Um I, I think I think because of the things we've seen, what she's willing to do, you know, burning the child That's and stuff and and the glamour thing, I think I, w- so I would. Put I her would in put there. her maybe as a monster, as much as uh, maybe not as much as Joffrey and Ramsay, but kind of no, more. I than would that. put her even more because she's doing more. Like they're bad because they're doing what they're doing still as humans, though. You know, they're yeah. just making these choices to do these bad things. Where she has made a choice beyond what a normal human does. It's in, stepped into the supernatural to, in order to influence certain things and do and live for as long as she has. I guess that's true. Thing. I guess maybe one category of monsters we I could mean, talk about are the witches and the warlocks. She doesn't it's not like when she we see her do those sacrifices and stuff that she like hesitates like this is the first time that she's actually done it. She's like read about it like right. she, who knows how many children she's burned. Who knows how many shadow babies she's birthed true, you know true, over true. the 50, 100, 200 years that she's been around? We really sure. have no idea. So Okay, so let's include her on the list, as well as the, as the people she got from... Away. <laughs> oh, you're on the monster <laughs> list. Watch out. You're, you're jumped on. And so are the warlocks from the House of the Undying, because they're also people that have transformed their bodies and are kind mm-hmm. of outside of the spiritual realm as yeah. normal humans. And especially the way that the people talk, the people around talk about the House yeah. of the Undying and stuff, I would definitely put them in the monster category cool more other monsters there they are yeah those are monsters how did i not think those are monsters yeah those are definitely monsters okay but moving on to probably the cuddliest of the monsters sometimes let's talk about the dire wolves because i think we can categorize dire wolves as monsters even though they're just giant wolves yeah i mean we just happen to see them from the perspective of a group of humans who are more often than not friendly with them but if you're from the south 100% 100% you're terrified. Yeah, you're going to be terrified of They're those. massive. They're like the size of ponies with a lot, even bigger heads. Right. And they're also, like in the books, I think they're, uh, I think the inspiration for the direwolves probably came from a lot of stories of witches familiars and and animal familiars and also skin, walk, skin, changers, skin walkers and skin mm-hmm. changers because in the books... They have a direct psychic link to the rest of the Stark family, uh, not just Bran, which they kind of simplified in the in the show. Mm-hmm. But um, you have you have uh, Jon Snow actually going into ghosts' eyes in order to kind of track where the wildlings and the uh, and the White Walkers are. Mm-hmm. So they're used much like a witch uses their familiar, and they're also they're giant, they're big, and I think a lot of people. They come from stories of werewolves, too, because mm-hmm. of the giant beasts and monsters and uh, wolf monsters that are come from the past. Um, a little side note. I just found out that Lafayette, 
the, the historical figure Lafayette, mm-hmm. when he was a teenager, he's famous for hunting and tracking a giant wolf-type creature mm-hmm. that's not described as a wolf, which I think for sure means that a werewolf fought in the American Revolution. I just want to say. Because if, you, if, you're, if there's a story about you tracking a giant monster wolf down, it means you got bit and you turned into a werewolf. Do you believe me or not, Nate? I I can either confirm nor deny. Okay. I just want to check the Lafayette bloodline. They're probably all were- werewolves. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, but if there's... they are, they're coming after you now. Right. <laughs> but these are the closest we actually get to werewolves are these uh, the dire wolves. And, of course, let's go down the list of who they are. The Summer, Shaggy Dog, Grey Wind. But the only ones that remain right now are Ghost and Nemera, Nemeria, who is... I love Nemeria because... Yeah, there we go. If you cut to that, you see how they... That's a nice little, like, fan drawing someone did of how they link to their uh, their Starks there. But Nymeria is still, like, out and kind of in the wilds of Westeros and gaining a whole pack of wolves under her, which I really think is cool. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy when we came back to her. Because in the books, we're not even at seeing her exactly. We just hear rumors about her in the woods. So it was great to actually see her in the... Show. Speaking of giant and lovable, let's move on to the giants, which are north of the wall and are. Uh, but the one we got to really know is One One. Do you remember One One? Yeah. He was a good guy. He was. R.I.P. Yeah, killed at the Battle of the Bastards. So the giants, I think we could say they're big, they're hard to kill, they're super strong. And one cool thing that they do is they sometimes ride mammoths. And they herd mammoths like cattle. Mammoths, I guess we can say, are kind of monsters, but because those used to exist, they don't quite kind of categorize those as monsters, but they're in there. And do you know, one thing when I was researching the giants, I like I like the idea of where the myth of giants have come from. They've always there's always been a myth of Giants in the past that people have fought, the the frost giants. Uh, yeah, well giants are a classic uh fantasy you know, yeah. inc- uh, uh, entity that you would encounter. You know, in that's you know you have the giants, you have the jack you, and the beanstalk, elves and and yeah. uh, dwarves and things of that nature. And then as you get further in, you get orcs and things of you know they get more fantastical. Yeah. Um, but even in in light fantasy, you often will get giants because in the past, you know, as we tried to explain things we didn't understand, sometimes people were really tall. And yeah. some people were like, wow, that guy's a giant. And I think you can also probably look at the bones of Neanderthals, and maybe people are thinking that because they have giant heads mm-hmm. that they could come from giant bodies. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think the belief that maybe giants came from. And there's some people that are really big. Um, there's also the David and Goliath story um, mm-hmm. back in biblical, you know, mythology. So it's it's... It touches upon giants all over the place. Um, Some people believe that the giants come from some of the fallen angels that mated with humans, which created seraphim, and that Goliath was actually one of the seraphim, and that's why you get this race of people that are, you know, they slowly got smaller and smaller smaller smaller. as they, their gene pool. That also explains a lot of the, like, after, after Paradise, where, uh, where a lot more people on Earth came from, where, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, because they came from the giants that were outside of paradise. Right. Um, 
so when I was researching giants in the Game of Thrones world, one thing that I was reminded of that I totally forgot about is how Tormund Giantsbane got his name. Do you remember this? Mm-mm. Okay, so I don't know if they've actually touched upon this. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all these shows for you free is by our amazing sponsors, and today Spotify is one of our sponsors. On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Premium users can even download episodes to listen to offline, wherever they are, and you can easily share what you're listening to with all your your friends and following on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app and search for AfterBuzz TV on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure you follow us so you never miss an episode of AfterBuzz TV. In the show, and correct me if I'm wrong if they have touched upon this, but what actually happened with Tormund Giantsbane is he had a very Star Wars moment one day in the in the wild where he needed warmth and he saw a sleeping female giant. So he cut open the sleeping female giant and crawled inside of her. And then when another giant found him, mistook Tormund Giantsbane as a baby of the giant and started taking care of Tormund. In the books, he says that uh, he suckled on the the giantess's uh, teat for up to three moons, so three months of of a giantess mistaking him for a for a baby and then till he finally escaped and so when they asked him why why are you giant's bane instead and he said well it sounded better than giant's baby or giant's babe and that's the story from the book that he tells i think john or someone when they're kind of out in the wild and uh, that's where he gets his name that's from hilarious. i guess he did kill a giant cuz he crawled inside of one but I just kind of love that little side story to do with the Giants. All right. Now I want to talk about uh, one one aspect I kind of forgot to put in my list, but I'm just thinking about now that I think we should also talk about are the Stone Men. Because I think they could be... Do you think they classify as monsters themselves? Do you... Do you remember who the Stone Men... Okay. For, so the people that get the, the, the touch... The grayscale. Oh, the grayscale. The grayscale. Oh. Because to uh, I don't know, I guess. I think, I think so. they do, because to me, they kind of run off as, they kind of have a 30 days later uh, kind of rage monster thing going on with them. Because for one, they have skin that's as hard as stone. It's really hard to, to penetrate. And also they go, they go insane. They go crazy and they're put into their own world. That picture that you found just looks like a delightful muddy man, but not as really a monster. Must be from an interview with that actor, like behind the scenes. But uh, I think they classify, and I think that's one thing Jorah was trying to fight against, was turning into a monster himself. Mm -hmm. So seeing them as monsters, I think, only helps the cause. Even though I think you could look at someone who has leprosy as not a monster, but it's a little different. Yeah, it, it definitely gives off some leprosy vibes but to a much much greater extreme you also lose your mind in this case right. and you don't you lose necessarily, who you are. Yeah, yeah with leprosy so this is this is more of a mystical monster turning disease that that plagues westeros and the surrounding countries all right but let's talk about monsters we love to love let's talk about the dragons i love the dragons 
So there's three dragons in Game of Thrones. There's Drogon, named after Drogo. Rhaegal, which is named after Rhaegar, which is interesting. And uh, Vi- I'm going to not say his name right, but Viceron? Viceron? Viserion? Viserion. That's, I think, it. Viserion, who's named after Viserys, which I totally forgot he was named after Viserys until I was researching this. And, of course, he turns evil. (laughs) He's named after Viserys. He's named after the the terrible brother of Daenerys. So it's kind of... If you look at it this way, just to talk a little bit about plot-wise, because um, Viserion is the one who was who was uh, the Night King um, through his lance and turned him later after, mm-hmm. he, after he perished and became the only white dragon that we know of. The white is an undead dragon and seems to have the ability to have blue flames, not ice. A lot of people were speculating that he might come out with ice powers and have an ice blast, but I think it's good that he has blue flames because that's what really did a number on the wall. Well, I think also it's blue flames because dragons breathe fire, and he's still going to breathe fire because right. that's what he does. He's just it's not red fire because he's it's not he's not alive. Mm-hmm. You know, the life force is gone. He's in, in his body is inhabited by the Night King's force or whatever, and that yeah. is blue. That's why every the eyes are blue and all that stuff. So it makes sense for the fire when it comes out to be blue it's yeah. still fire his organs still spit fire because he's dragon but, but yeah and one thing definitely that's the scariest one now he's yeah he's super scary but he also has that thing that sometimes happens with undead creatures where they always have holes in their wings and it always makes you go how are you flying how are you flying with holes in your wings but you know magic yeah he doesn't have that many he has enough to make it like oh he's dead now yeah. he has that like when you I mean, when you I'm, have wings and then you die and you come back yeah. as an undead thing, you have to have a certain you have a quota of holes that have to be yeah. in your wings. It's, it's got to be magic, I guess, because I mean I don't know. I'm biased. I'm a World of Warcraft player. We've got Cinderosa and like literally just bone wings with yeah. no no skin in between. Yeah, which logically there's no way I'd be able to fly. But I'm like, yeah, but it looks great. It looks, looks great. Cool. It looks Let's do it. it. Looks cool. Magic. Um, but it's interesting if you look at the names, cause one of the things that's very clear in the books that they don't really touch upon in the show that much is that each dragon is kind of destined to have a rider that dragons uh, require riders. So, you know, that they're going to get paired off mm-hmm. and, uh, this, uh, the only one that's Drogon is paired to Daenerys. I think they have a deep connection and I don't think we want to see Drogon go to anyone else. And now Viserion is paired to the Night King, and it's interesting that he's named after a terrible dude, and now he is a terrible dude, the 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 dragon himself. Which begs a question of Rhaegal, who's the remaining dragon, who doesn't have a rider, and he's named after Rhaegar, who we now know is the father of Jon Snow. Not even the bastard father, is that what you call him? The illegitimate father. It's a legitimate father of Jon Snow. So if it's looking for a rider, I think Jon Snow is the perfect one. And then he'll have two monsters at his at his side. Because he'll have the dragon and he'll have Ghost. I don't know if he can use them at the same time, though. I don't know. I'd love to see Ghost riding it like, on the tip of 
of the dragon. Dragon lands, he goes to jump saw. It'll be like those YouTube videos where it's like, unlikely friends across the species. <laughs> Ghost and Rhaegon. I would pay money for that. Yeah. Just, just to see Ghost sitting on top of the dragon. I'd yeah, you know, just a cute little family. That's like the happy ending we know we're not going to get in Game of Thrones. One of the eight. Yeah, he's, got, he's got the dragons in the yard. He's holding a baby and like Ghost by his side. And Daenerys right there, and they're all like happy in front of a castle. That's not gonna happen. That can't be the way the show ends. Nope. But that's what we want. Um, but yeah, so abilities of the dragons in general there fire breathing, flight, tough as hell, big as hell, hard to kill, but not invulnerable, and they bond with their riders. So they tend to have a bond. Um, the origins of the dragons in this one come more from like the European myths. Most of uh, they seem more like European dragons rather than the um, rather than the Chinese dragons or uh, on on that side the Eastern dragons, and um, I think I love how universal the myth of a dragon is. They came from the Greeks. They came from the uh, the Nordish. They they came from like Vikings were always fighting dragons as well as as well as Chinese and Japanese myths too. And it comes from probably, like, dinosaur bones that people have found. And they assume that these giant lizards once ruled the Earth and were these mythical creatures. So it's great to see them come out. There's also a lot of different types of dragons that you see. Mm -hmm. And it's also, it's not really a traditional Western dragon, because a lot of the traditional Western dragons are four-legged, with just wings on the back. True. It's kind of a hybrid, which I like that they've done that, because this is one of the more, like, uh, uh, anthropologically correct for how the flight and stuff would work mm-hmm. to have the kind of forearms be as like part of the wings. Yeah, more um, of a bat dragon. Yeah, um, I think it looks great when it flies. Looks great when it lands. So I'm glad that they went that direction instead of uh, not a smog. Yeah, because imagining that in CG, especially with the writing and all the scenes that they've done, I don't. I don't think it would have looked really as good. Yeah, and dragons have a lot of different. Um, they have a lot of different history where there's a lot of dragons that are used to kind of watch over burial mounds and also treasures and uh they're incorporated with greed a lot of the way a lot of the times but these are used as a symbol of power and i think as a symbol of of might and you can you can kind of do a direct link to kind of nuclear weapons nowadays or weapons nowadays so yeah. that's I really like the use of dragons yeah. in Game of Thrones. They're the, you know, they're the machine guns when everyone else is using swords. Right. You know. And they do a hell of a job against the whites, which we're going to talk about now. Or whites? I, whites. I, whites? Whites. Okay, it's whites. Yes. And uh, they're the undead from the north. They're the, the zombies that some people might refer to them because we kind of know zombies more and we have a lot of zombies mythology. But they're a little different because they're not... Zombies come with a headshot. You think of the Romero rules, headshot to the brain, and the zombie's dead. Uh, the whites, they they need to be killed only with fire or dragon glass. Those are the only two things that can kill it. And they'll also exist, all of their parts of their body could exist on their own outside of their body. So if you chop up a white... Its its hand can go crawling. There's that great scene in the last season where they unleash a white mm-hmm. to, out of the case. Yeah, out of the case, and you get to really see what their abilities are and how to defeat them. 
and uh, how Dragon Glass can actually defeat them because that's something I don't think we've seen too much of is actually Dragon Glass defeating a mm-hmm. white. We've seen it defeat the White Walkers, but not the white itself. Yeah, well, I mean, the Walkers are just souped up whites. Yeah. Really, the whites are re- whites are really just byproducts of the Walkers. So the whites are um, whites are would, are kind of like the traditional animated skeleton that like a necromancer would summon yeah. you know it's it's not not a zombie because like you said it's not like a a disease or a plague or something that brings it back and it is operating from the brain and you have to stop the brain to stop it it's mm-hmm. it's 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 a animated you know undead thing that's yeah that's being controlled by some other force so take the head off the body's still going to come at you you know cut the legs off and the torso is still going to crawl its way in your direction yeah it's not it's a magic thing it's not like the muscles it's not the the thing coming back to life it's it's like you know it could be just bones it could be bones yeah you're still going to have like a skeleton coming at you right and when i was looking up like maybe where the origin of the whites from this uh come from um if you played skyrim I'm sure you've heard this word, the doggers, or daugers, uh, D-A-U-G-R, and they're Icelandic and Nordish undead figures that come back from the dead and wreak havoc. So they're what you defeat in all of, all of the Skyrim-like tombs and, and dungeons. And they're a lot like these guys, because they just come back from the dead and they're, they're mystically animated. Yeah, and the other thing that's notable, too, is... It, in line with those traditional undead figures is, you know, you don't see a zombie using weapons and the whites will use swords. They will use shields. They yes. will use axes. They will fight you. They will open a door. You know, they have some, some intelligence. Yeah. They're not smart, but they, they are, they're living they're you know, aware of themselves. Yeah. You know, they're not just pure animal. Except for some reason they can't swim. Or were they waiting because they knew the dragon was coming? Sure, and it was There's all that part eternal, of the plan. Is that eternal discussion about whether they were waiting? I mean, or not. let's go right into the walkers because yeah. the whites are just a byproduct of the walkers. Yeah, so the white walkers are next, and they're the souped-up whites, but they also have their own abilities because they're right. smarter than the whites. Well, they well they create the whites. Mm-hmm. They create the whites. They control the whites. Are like it's almost like a hive mind mentality of where. The, whatever they, you know, like whatever they infect, they create their whites. Yeah, they can see through them. They can, you know, they can tell they them what see to through do. them. I, I, I mean, I may be speculating, but yeah. I think so. Maybe not directly, but I definitely feel if that they are in communication and they can be like, hey, this is what I'm seeing in some sort of right. way. Um, I, I feel like I've gotten that impression. With the, that they have that kind of a hive mind, what one thing is aware of, the other, the rest of them, no, right? Kind of thing. And it seems they they are the brain if the rest of the body is a zombie because once you destroy one, the rest of them just crumble, right? And they remind me a lot of um, the liches, which are from Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. or fantasy novels. Yeah. You see in Adventure Time, even there's a lich. Yeah. Well, but... the main villain for World of Warcraft has kind of always been, or at least the first main one was the Lich King, which is right. the idea is the, this death knight that kind of turned evil and got possessed by this power that's even older than him that's just using him to create undead and bring winter because undead like to hang out in winter, I guess, because things die in winter. Exactly, and that and sounds just very take over the world and just kill things. And Well, World of Warcraft, a, do you think that was inspired by Game of Thrones? It must have well, been. 
that sounds yeah, very Game of Thrones. Yeah. In some in some regards, I'm I'm. There's a lot more to it because there's it. it that's just one aspect. There's also yeah. elves and there's also outside like aliens that came and and things of that nature. There's a lot of stuff Oof. going on there. Um, but they're definitely inspired by a lot of different fantasy novels and, and games, and it, and they wear their influences on their sleeves too. They're they're really good about that. Interesting. I I know that. Uh, um. One thing that, about the Walkers, too, is that they're actually an extension themselves of the Night King. Because we know from what happens at Crestor's Keep that um, the Night King can create a Walker by taking a baby and turning it as an infant to and touching it with his uh, finger and then turning it into a White Walker. So that's what I mean with like the hive mind thing is there's, there's tears. There's levels to this. Right. Yeah. So we've got the Night King, who is the source of the power. He's the one who's in control. He's the one who is the main mind. You know, basically right. everything else is an extension of him. So he's got his walkers, that his, basically his generals that operate for him, that create troops, that keep things going and stuff. So he doesn't have to do it himself. Mm-hmm. But his power is, you know, he they are him. If that makes sense. So if there's someone who's more like the Lich King, like you were talking yeah. about, it's probably the Night King, definitely himself. And he also seems to have some sort of weather abilities themselves. The actual the the Walkers themselves remind me of the Frost Knights, uh, the Frost Giants mm-hmm. from from Norse mythology too, because they're giant, they're powerful, they're kind of the opposite, the counter foil to the gods themselves, which who tend to be kind of more on the good to chaotic good side mm-hmm. and then there's the the frost giants which are pretty just evil and dominating and are there to be beaten by the gods and when Ragnarok comes they're going to be going after all the Norse gods so and they have a weather ice ability in themselves too hence why they're called frost giants yeah i definitely think that the frost i i think part of the whole winter is coming thing is i think that it's part of his power or whatever just is so cold that it just drops that it sucks the heat out of whatever's around him that's why i think like as he's coming down that's the whole winter is coming thing you know as you know as seasons change and it comes weather wise but literally as he's gotten as they've started to move and move further down winter has come through westeros like it could be just a coincidence it could be he's like oh the weather's nice let's get moving now but I think it's because he's moving. You know, that's why yeah. it's the long night. He's the night king. He brings the night. He is the cold. He brings the night. Yeah, I mean, he is. He's, he's the night king. Yeah. He brings the night. He's the, uh, he's that song from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's basically about Game of Thrones. He's uh, um, a night man. Yeah, he's the night man. And he also like uh, he's he represents the opposite of he of life. So that's why he is so cold because it's it's death. It sucks out the life around him. Um, But he was himself created by other figures that I think we could say are monsters, which are the children of the forest. And we've only met one children of the forest, which is Leaf right now and we but we also see we also go back in time and we see leaf creating the night king by taking a piece of dragon glass and putting it into one of the first men um the the oldest one of the a human from way back when in some sort of ceremony and that creates the night king and it's interesting that he's created with dragon glass yet dragon glass is one of the only things that could hurt him 
or or the rest of the walkers. So what I like about that is um, we the children of men themselves they they come from a lot of the myths of the fairy folk, the little people, mm-hmm. any of those little people myths that have been around. We don't quite know what they can do. We just know that they're mm-hmm. involved in nature and that there's not a lot of them left. Mm-hmm. They seem to be if there's uh but they're they're cool looking and they're definitely monstrous looking because they're not human themselves and they're something other than human and something a bit more mythical. And one of the things I love about the Night King and the Walkers is that they were created by the children of the forest to attack the first men and then it just went out of hand, which is a type of story I always appreciate. It's what I always liked from the alien mythology, the xenomorph mythology, is that it's a weapon that kind of went out of hand. And despite how bad Prometheus is, it's still a cool idea that I always oh, appreciate. Is, is, that, is that the twist of the movie? That the Well, it's kind I of what I always knew about. <laughs> it's not worth seeing. I'm not a big Aliens fan, so I'm not. No, really it's it, they, they complicated it even further. But one thing I is liked that the about idea, Is that it's a human weapon that... It was created by humans or something? No, it was created by engineers. We don't need to get into that. (laughs) But one of the things I like about it is I I love the idea of a weapon that's gone out of hand and a a spread to be more powerful. I mean, I love the idea of, you know, them feeling because of because of the way humanity is and especially during that time that they felt like they had to do something to protect themselves Mm -hmm. and that this is what they did. And just like you said, it got out of hand. And like, what a thing to get out of hand! Like, well, yeah. the humans are wiping us out. We have nothing else to do. Well, let's so let's, let's create an unstoppable force of death. That should be fine. That won't, That'll work that won't, out. That won't come back to bite us. Oh, it'll be fine. And before we go, because we're running out of time, I do want to talk about one of the favorite monsters that we can't forget about is the Franken Mountain. And we don't quite know what the Franken Mountain can do yet, but we know what the mountain can do, and that's a lot. And now this is Franken Mountain was created by Kyburn, comes back from the dead, is a lot like the Frankenstein myth, but uh, Frankenstein myth originally Mary Shelley's had a lot more brains than what the Franken Mountain seems to have, and also reminds me of the uh, Golem myth, of the of a moundless piece of clay, undead figure that is brought back just to serve one person, and I'm curious to see what the Franken Mountain can do. Where how it will come to its end? It seems to have uh, a direct magical link to Kyburn and thus to Cersei. And I don't know what will happen if that if the Franken Mountain encounters the Night King, like encounters the Whites. Will they be able to take over his body because he's technically dead, or what will happen? I don't know, Nate. What are, what are you thinking? I don't know. I don't think he. Do you think he's technically dead? I don't know. I think Chiron's brought him back to life. I don't. Th- I mean, okay. well, that gets into the debate of what is undead. Are we talking about like because is Jon Snow undead because he was dead and then yeah. brought back to life? Yeah, but I but but also I wouldn't put him in the same category as Chiron's undead. Yeah, too, yeah. I think he's def- the Franken monster. Definitely, you know, he it has life. He's there. He's just he's just not all there. You know, Jon Snow, the mystical means that he was brought back. Granted, he has him whole his whole self, right? Um, whereas, like, 
with the whites and the white walkers and stuff like they're they're dead it's just yeah. it's not it's not them it's the corpse the the phys, just the body it's like a puppet almost right and they're just being used by whatever evil magical force is controlling them that's what makes them move that's what makes them do what they do so it's a it's a different different kind of undead yeah and in the book um the mountain when he comes back he doesn't even have the same head as he had in in life he actually has a dwarf's head that they used because of all the dwarf head that just pops around uh, when they were looking for Tyrion. Um, but he comes back with the mountain's head, and I think for sure we're going to get a mountain and hound fight. Um, I think we're going to have that Klaygon. I feel like ball. it could go two ways. It could be like super actiony and like climactic, but I feel like it could also be like they go to fight and like turns out being a Franken zombie makes you really slow and not good at sword fighting. Yeah. You just like cuts him in half really easily and because i his part of me is like yeah it's really intimidating and he's really strong and he can stand there and look menacing but how 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 what could what could he really do i bet he doesn't feel pain i bet he's like hard to actually hurt and because of that he's gonna be a and, harder and, fight yeah and so like because of his size a normal person couldn't do anything to him but like someone like the hound could easily just like move f- faster than him kick him in the knee so he falls and then just but if you kick him, him in the again. knee he might not fall because he doesn't feel the pain no, and he but might not, not be just able like to... ow hurt like you kick someone in the back of the knee right they, they fall it doesn't matter how it's just a that's where your knee bends yeah that's, if he trips him he's yeah. able he might right. be able to get him. but someone who is a regular sized person would not be able to generate the force no matter how hard you know yeah. you're kicking him, wherever you're kicking him, you're not going to get him down. The hound's big, but he's not as big as the mountain. You he's not, that. but he's still pretty. He's close enough. That yeah, they're they're close enough in size that his body weight would have the force. I think it's going to be an epic fight when it does happen, and I think they're destined to fight one another. So I just want him to to uh, to use to do the sword thing. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, because he's turning into kind of a a warrior for the Lord of Light. So we'll see where that goes. Well, I think we're running out of time, but uh, I just want to thank you for joining us. Nate, where can they find you? Guys, you can find me on the internet. Oh, no. Yeah, all the social medias. Dog like Nate. That's dog with two Gs. Tweet me. Uh, we can talk about Game of Thrones stuff. I also host a weekly gaming news culture show here uh, on Popcorn Talk uh, called Inventory Full. Every Monday, you can check us out. We go live at 6. Uh, we're also on Twitch. Great. And look how much he knew about World of Warcraft. So, you yeah. know, that's a, that's it's, a good show. It's a dark spiral. It's a dark spiral. You can find me. I'm on the uh, Legends of Tomorrow uh, podcast where if you want to hear me talk about time-traveling superheroes, I'll be there. Um, but you'll find me here next month, and you'll find my cohorts next week on uh, Game of Thrones Weekly. If we missed any monsters, let us know. But thank you for joining us. Have a happy Halloween. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. What, what is dead, dead may never die. die. Herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.